Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Nobody Comes Rat Poison Anymore by Sophie Crocker. Do they want us to starve? I did a bad thing. I wore a bad thing's coat. To wash everything at once requires nakedness. So you stand by the washing machine and I kneel in front of the rinse cycle. I'm trying to perform unloving, a monologue, the opposite of a blowjob. I flinch at the name birthmark. And how do you define clean? As waterboarding a girl in the world's longest river until she too becomes either Amazon or alligator? Does clean mean all my ex-lovers are selkies and I owe them their sweaters back? I throw Patrick's house keys in a wishing well, lose Jason's mitten in a cursed swamp, sell Ella's false eyelashes to malevolent fairies as prosthetic wings. I am more attainable than any other object because I have desires. I am a slut, or I wear a slut's nothingness. Maybe if I turn enough another mouth's inside out, you will become negative space. Rinse cycle, rinse cycle, maybe I will move with water in order to evaporate. Liquid, I will have no hands for it. Let me give Nixie's UTIs, UTIs, or instead of all this, why don't we hide in the dryer and suffocate like kids? Please hold me like a fleet of piranhas. Please love me like I'll return infinity times. Nobody comes barbed wire anymore. It's like they want me intact. If love doesn't kill me, something worse than love will. What's better? I wish I could want you less than you want me. But a wish is a want, is a havoc, is a Portuguese man of war. Come dawn, there's more left than I'd expect. Lint, the smell of lemon, one of your socks. Still, you don't come acid rain anymore. Are you trying to knock me up? I'm redundant the same ideas with different intonations. Sure, the shape of an umbrella outlines the eightfold path to rain clouds. Sure, you leave every room like someone without fingerprints, like a chess player. Touch, move, touch, take. But if redemption is newness, then where is the newness in that? Good morning, outlaws. It's 9 a.m., and I'm reporting to you from uh, Greg Lake Campground in William F. Switzer, or William A. Switzer. I don't know. It's a, it's it's an old, no, probably dead white dude. So anyway, it was his park, and it's in Hinton. And I've been camping here for a day with my art compatriot and friend and neighbor and all things good, Catherine Audio. Good morning. <laughs> And we are going to discuss the poem that I just read from Best Canadian Poetry 2023 as a poem. Uh, Nobody Comes Rat Poison Anymore by Sophie Crocker. Fascinating, compelling, weird-ass piece. And I'm going to just read the very brief thing that John Barton says about the poem in his introduction, and then what Sophie Crocker herself says about the poem. And then we're going to talk about why the poem works, how it works, how it impacts on us and affects us and moves us and makes us think. 
and you can hear the fire crackling in the background and maybe you'll hear some squirrels uh, chittering about amongst the pine trees. The sun is kind of coming through wanly and uh, I have coffee that I made in a percolator. Woohoo! Patience was required. Okay, so John Burton says about Sophie Crocker's Nobody Comes Rat Poison Anymore. Meanwhile, building up steam of its own, this poem overtly bristles with energy. That's all he says. So, not so useful. Then, of course, Crocker writes in much greater detail. She says TW, which stands for trigger warning. One of my annoying, aggravating, irritating issues because I think that we're all adults and yes, we've all been traumatized. But anyway, she says this poem is about abuse. I wrote this poem while on the crux of leaving an abusive relationship. I was considering how all the fragile, short-lived and imperfect relationships I'd previously experienced were still better than the psychological torture I was undergoing with my abuser, despite how much he claimed to care about me. A week after writing this poem, I broke up with my abuser. In this piece, I used typically vulgar and violent language to evoke feelings of punk and pleasure. I wrote this piece during one of many Richard Sykin phases, hence the self-effacing transformation-based language such as, I did a bad thing, I wore a bad thing's coat. My childhood understandings of the rules of the world, those of chess, Buddhism, and folklore, are the framework for this piece. I use these rules to try to make sense of the pleasure pain of sexuality and adult relationships. Okay, curiously, this is also how my OCD makes sense of the world. Whatever happens to me must be happening due to some complex metaphysical law greater than myself, a law that is perhaps only conquerable through obsessions and compulsions. Therefore, if I am abused, I must deserve it, at least on some cosmic karmic scale. This was a difficult notion to break free of. Nobody comes rat poison anymore fixates on cleanliness, romantic sacrifice, and self-harm by proxy the same way that my own mental illness does. And its last lines critiques and tentatively, questioningly breaks free of these fixations. My tongue is still having a hard time reading, apparently. Uh, it's morning. I had a four-hour sleep in a tent and a deflating air mattress. Woohoo! <laughs> but it's so beautiful and natural and pure. I'm so happy. All right, so let's uh, let's chat about this piece. All right, so first of all, we have one, two, three, four, uh, five, six-ish uh, stanzas, and they're all erratically lined. Um, you know, one, two, three, six, eight, four, six. Uh, that could be just one line, actually, or it could be part of the next stanza, which is seven or eight lines. Uh, there's lots of... Uh, questions. There's uh, exclamation marks. Everything is in lowercase. There are ampersands instead of the word ands. Uh, there's lots of um, real jumping uh, in the lineation. Lots of erraticism and jolting and awkwardness when you read it because you're not quite sure if the line continues in terms of the sense or if you're supposed to stop. Uh, so you kind of, it's kind of got a stumble built into it. And you've got all this shifting between the pronouns, do they, I did, how do you. So you've got all this inclusion of the subject, as well as you've got names, Patrick, Jason, Ella. Uh, you've got these attempts at self-definition that then are kind of eroded and orders 
uh, from beyond the poem and from the past, desires for definition um, and for yeah, self-determination. And then we have these these combo words, the rinse cycle. Rinse cycle is one word. And we have acronyms, UTIs. Um, we have um, hyphenated words. We have uh, lists. Uh, and we just have this incredible accretion of imagery that leads to that feeling of, of violence and regret and, yeah, um, pain, but also an emergence from that sense of dispersal and dissolution. So what do you think about this, Catherine? <laughs> I know you were quite compelled by this piece. Yeah, I was really grabbed by this last night. Um, I like the non-standard formatting. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it pleases the eye. Mm. Um, and I, it was interesting hearing you read it out loud, because I read it probably at least three times last night in my head. Right, so and, different. And I think when you're reading it in your head, you're incorporating the formatting, mm. and it's a little more stop-start. But when you read it out loud, you realize there is a narrative broken by the chaos and the, and the pain mm. that she's feeling. It's like she's trying to tell, she's trying to ask for help. She's trying to express her feelings of guilt, but it's getting lost in, in, in these images, right? Mm. Yeah. Nothing's clear. Nothing's, nothing's clear. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, it, well, it's that mental process, right? Where everything yeah. is cluttered in the brain, but you're trying to get clarity, but then it clutters again. Mm. And, and I, I really appreciate that it's set in a laundromat because I don't know I've always found them sinister mm, they are you know they're, they're dank they're you're with strangers but you're doing an, an intimate act mm -hmm. right? and then there's repetitions of the machines yeah. which as she talks about her OCD yeah right so yeah. you have this like it's almost when you have OCD it's like this pleasing repetition but it's also this sinister weird creepy and perhaps like she says guilty, like guilt-ridden mm -hmm. kind of repetition, yeah. right? Like yeah, you deserve this Exactly, pain. and the, I was really drawn to the kids stuck in the in the dryer, right? Like these really violent images, the, the coming of barbed wire and... Oh, God, and, that, and, right? and toxic yeah. rain and, yeah. you know, the poison and um, that, that notion that, uh, yeah, that she's saying that she does she deserve this pain, but then also it's like, oh... You know, am I reaching a different phase? Am I transitioning out of that? Am I, am I you know, accepting that there mm -hmm. might be some purity or there might be some different intention that is less um, painful to me? The other reason it really works as a piece of art is that I truly believe that if you can make a really deep personal connection to a poem mm. in a completely different context mm. than the author was feeling. Yes, it's a powerful poem because mm. because I didn't know the circumstances till yeah, you read it just that's now. That's right. And I felt those those terrible breakups where you're really torn mm. um, and, and and you feel devalued, but you value the person, and there's you know that sense of interdependency and ripping away. And I I, I could really relate to it. I, f I felt this way, not you know not in an abusive relationship, but where you you kind of have 
by hatred of yourself and yeah. questioning. And, and as we're talking about this poem as a poem, mm-hmm. so how does she, as you know, as mentioning the erratic line shifts, the accretion of the imagery, how does she how does she do this? Because we've all read poems about abusive relationships right. and been like blah. Well, you know? the extended metaphor of the laundromat mm. gives it re- a very strong cohesion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which made me reread it. Right? Yeah. Um, it's it's almost like she's yeah she she it's like she's literally in the laundromat, but then she's experiencing these mm. emotions and describing these emotions. It's right? almost like the rhythm. You can hear the mm-hmm. rhythm of the washing machine. Absolutely. Yes. And it puts you in kind of a fugue state. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and we sure. were we were talking because you had brought um, the poetry of Louis Dudek that you'd found in a thrift store, <laughs> and just started reading it last night by our our previous fire, and there's this this poem at parting from his 1944 collection, and we were reading some of his uh, similes and finding them absolutely horrendous. Like for instance, the conclusion of at parting, which is like a streetcar. Like a terrible tractor, it is all rumbling and tumbling in me when you are gone. It's so bad. It's so it's so bad. So so why is why is that so bad? But the also very strange notion of please hold me like a fleet of piranhas totally works. I think that's a really good question. I mean, first of all, what strikes me is a piranhas are natural, and streetcars and tractors are man-made things, machines. So maybe that's part of the jarring weirdness that doesn't quite work, comparing a woman, to, you know, a feelings evoked by a woman to these man-made machines mm-hmm. versus we know what would happen if you were being held by a fleet of piranhas. Yeah. We can visualize it It's all about con- connotation. The connotation of a piranha is a very negative, uh, fight-for-your-life, bloody image. I have no images in my mind for well, it just seems bizarre. It yeah. just seems like bizarre in, in an unsatisfying, it is. unearned yeah. way. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing with a lot of surrealism, I find, too, is that y- it's almost a magical earning in it because it's, there's so many ways to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I was joking about um, when I was teaching at SFU and there was a student who came up to me and said um, in the coming poem where, you know, nobody, not even the rain has such small hands. So here you have this natural image that works, rain, uh, small hands of rain. Now, that's a tender, beautiful image. But then the student said to me, but, but why doesn't he say nobody, not even the squirrel has such small hands? Because squirrels actually have hands. <laughs> and so he was like, but the squirrel has small hands. And so, you know, woman, small hands, squirrel, small hands. It's like, no, but that's ridiculous now to imagine the woman as a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> so you need that metaphor. You need that simile in order to um, bring it together. But why does it work? Because it, again, it's natural, it's moving, it's stirring, whereas I think it's very difficult to compare a person to a part of machinery. Well, yeah, especially when it's done in such a, a dry an, way with no interesting um, combinations of, of, like, even color. You well, know? yeah. Like a, like he's a, got even these... a, a purple tractor, you know, like, give it something. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's got these very, like, awkward verbs, you know, this mm. rumbling and tumbling. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he's a washing machine well, or a dryer, it's chi- actually. Like, I find the rumbling and tumbling choice childish. Yes, right? that's right. Exactly. Whereas I really get the um, sense in Sophie's poem that every word is chosen 
Yeah. Very specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's both that combination of command, but also losing control, mm-hmm. which that that tension between them, I think, is what's yeah. very engaging. Let's look at the second page and, and see if you have something else you want to say. Um, just all the exclamations and the question marks and just lunging between those, and then the and then the listing like which is a want is a havoc is a Portuguese man of war. You've got mm-hmm. these, you know, metaphors that. You know, some are very specific. Portuguese man of war doesn't get more specific than that. And then a havoc. Okay, that could take multiple forms. So it depends on the individual reader how that's going to be viewed. What I'm noticing is that it it's really ramping up to this climax mm. where it gets more frenetic. So, you know, I found your sock and then coming acid rain and then are you trying to knock me up and it starts to get just extremely torn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think at the end she kind of she kind of loses it a little bit you know like I think she's got the the lint the smell of lemon one of your socks still you don't come acid rain anymore are you trying to knock me up I mean if she'd ended there yeah. I think that it would have been more a more powerful poem. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you've got the umbrella comes in and then the chests and then <laughs> and then it just it just becomes uh an elsewhere for me. And then the last question, but if redemption is newness, then where is the newness in that? It's one of those questions that you can go, "Hmm, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Is she trying to say something deep and portentous or is this something slightly pretentious or um if redemption is newness, how do you interpret that? Forget, <laughs> well, no, like, well, now that I know the context, yeah. forgiving, I think it's forgiving herself. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she said she blamed yes. herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that it would so, be but, a new start, a new... Um, but where is the newness in that? So newness leaving. for her, newness for, for women almost, you know? Yeah. Um, women are always trying to... Uh, forgive themselves. Mm, <laughs> it just yeah, seems true. like we put our, our whole burden of, of everything on ourselves. And then we're always trying to say, okay, are we shameful? Are we guilty? Are we mm. despoiled? You know, or have we transcended? So the, the first time I read it last night, I thought it ended here. Yeah. I thought it ended at, please hold me like a fleet of piranhas. And yeah. you were reading your book and I actually went, wow. Yeah. But right? then I was actually disappointed. Right. That it continued. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. your expectations are then like shattered. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I agree with you. I mean, there's some amazing images. Yeah. On the second page. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's very contained. Yeah. I mean, I don't at, mind at that she to, carried on after yeah. the piranhas, but I yeah. think she just. I mean, it's very hard to know in a chaos poem where to stop. Stop. <laughs> right. That's right. And that's that's part of the yeah. power of it, and it's also part of the risk of it. Yeah. So I'd like uh, you to read the poem again to end. Thank you very much, Catherine. I'm enjoying camping with you. Can I? Absolutely. Thank you. Take the phone. phone. Here we go. Nobody Comes Rat Poison Anymore by Sophie Crocker. Do they want us to starve? I did a bad thing. I wore a bad things coat. To wash everything at once requires nakedness. So you stand by the washing machine and I kneel in front of the the rinse cycle. I'm trying to perform unloving, a monologue, the opposite of a blow, job. I flinch at the name birthmark. And how do you define clean? 
as waterboarding a girl in the world's longest river until she too becomes either Amazon or alligator? Does clean mean all my ex-lovers are selkies and I owe them their sweaters back? I throw Patrick's house keys in a wishing well, lose Jason's mitten in a cursed swamp, sell Ella's false eyelashes to malevolent fairies as prosthetic wings. I am more attainable than any other object because I have desires. I am a slut or I wear a slut's nothingness. Maybe if I turn enough other mouths inside out, you will become negative space. Rinse cycle, rinse cycle. Maybe I will move with water in order to evaporate, liquid. I will have no hands for it. Let me give Nix's UTIs, or instead of all this, why don't we hide in the dryer and suffocate like kids? Please hold me like a fleet of piranhas. Please love me like I'll return infinity times. Nobody comes barbed wire anymore. It's like they want me intact. If love doesn't kill me, something worse than love will. What's better? I wish I could want you less than you want me. <clears throat> but a wish is a want, is a havoc, is a Portuguese man of war. Come, Don. There's more left than I'd expect. Lint, the smell of lemon, one of your socks still. You don't come acid rain anymore. Are you trying to knock me up? I am redunning the same ideas with different intonations. Sure, the shape of an umbrella outlines the eightfold path to rain clouds. Sure, you leave every room like someone without fingerprints, like a chess player. Touch, move, touch, take. But if redemption is newness, then where is the newness in that? You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce word musicians.